This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Cheaters and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh. It's free hit chip week for many of us, not all of us. Uh, I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm great, Josh. Yes, I'm on active free hits. So are you. I, mm-hmm. I, I was saying to you earlier, I don't think this like the level of nervous anxiety has reached its fever pitch just yet. Yeah, I'm still in that international break zone. Mm-hmm. You and I, we were watching some college basketball on Friday. The NCAA tournament is happening. Mm-hmm. That's taken some of our energy away sure. from FPL. For sure. Yeah. I feel like us, us, us recording this episode is probably going to propel me into full on free hit anxious mode. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I feel like it's 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 been hanging there for a long time. We've been talking about it for many weeks. We all knew this was coming. We didn't know exactly who was going to play. You know, that didn't really break until Tuesday. You know, naturally it broke like three minutes after we recorded the last podcast, uh, which is one of the reasons why we didn't talk too much about specific matchups. We just went team by team. Uh, and we got mm-hmm. some great feedback on the pod. So thank you to anybody who listened to that week's, uh, listened to last week's episode. Sort of part one of this, this being sort of the two-part or the second part, where we really get into um, game week thirty-two strategy. Whether you're playing your free hit chip or, or you're just making transfers to get ready for this, it is a a proper double game week. Not one of those fake ones a couple weeks ago where you just had <laughs> you said good. Everton in, in Man City. This is a real proper double game week. There are a lot of matches coming up. I feel like last week's episode was the like the table setting episode of Game mm-hmm. of Thrones just prior to the battle episode where everyone totally. dies. Episode this nine. week's episode, yeah. 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 We're all going to die in this episode of Always <laughs> Cheating, so this, yeah. this will be a fun one. So we're going to walk through uh, a lot of free hit chip stuff. We're going to walk through free hit chip, like some big picture questions. Uh, there's also some like very specific like lineup, to, uh, like sort of. You know, do you trust, uh, you know, do you trust Watford to play twice? And we're going to answer questions like that. Uh, and then the second the part. The great of, Jimenez debate. The great Jimenez debate, too. Yeah, Wolves and Watford, the big the big debate there. Uh, and then the second part of the podcast, you and I are both going to reveal our current free hit chip teams with the caveat. 
I don't want I don't want to get grief about my team online. All right, with the caveat that it's going to be changed <laughs> a lot, I'm sure before uh, before we actually go live with Game Week 32, I will be doing a kitchen table podcast for Patreon supporters on Thursday night. So at that point, I will be hopefully 99% locked into my squad. Uh, but obviously, you know, we know who we really we. I feel like right now I'm just tinker on the edges. You know, I've got a, I've got a seven or eight players that I really want to have for 32, and then it's just a couple of other. You know, I don't even necessarily want to say differentials, but just like where do I want to put my emphasis? Mm-hmm. You know, do I want to go? Yeah. You know, do I, I'm really right now. I'm actually in a four-three-three. Um, you know, with four defenders. Um, that's where I'm. That's where I'm thinking I'm going to be formation-wise. But um, you know, we can talk about that a lot more once we uh, get into the pot. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a four-four-two right now. I think there's some formation chat, which will be which mm-hmm. will be equally interesting. So we are in the midst of an international break. Uh, you're posing the question here in the running order, Josh, do we, do we care at all? Have, I think because of the, uh, maybe it's just here in the States because the NCAA college basketball tournament is going on. I really haven't put any energy into keeping up what's going on with the U S team. I did watch the highlights of the England match in which Sterling scored a hat trick. He won a penalty for Harry Kane, mm-hmm. Raheem Sterling very much in our minds. Like he is. He's the man right now, as far as FPL is concerned. Yeah, he is. Um, although I'm not, I'm not certain he is the best captain choice for this game week, and we'll we'll talk about that shortly. Um, yeah. So Hazard, yeah, or excuse me, Sterling got a hat trick. Kane scored a pen. Uh, Hazard had a brace. Uh, brace. Uh, your boy Tielemans scored a goal. Um, Absolutely. Jesus, Firmino, Felipe Anderson, uh, and Richarlison all played for, for Brazil. Um, I think the only one that's super relevant there for Game Week 32 is, is uh, Gabriel Jesus. Uh, because he played, it probably makes uh, – you might feel a little, a little more confident about having Aguero and possibly even starting Aguero – or excuse me, Captain Aguero for Game Week 32. Right. And, uh, and we should note for people who aren't paying close attention to the Argentine squad that – Aguero has not reported for Argentinian duty, so he's just resting and relaxing this international break. Just having a fight that maybe back in California. We don't know. That's that's where he seems to like to go. I don't know what part of California. Like I don't know if he's like in Big Sur. You know, if he's like I don't know if he's going to like Los he's, Angeles. He's hanging he's, out with his beat poet friends. Yeah, maybe he's in like in Bakersfield. You know, maybe it's Northern California. Maybe he likes the little the little mountain towns or something. Uh, Jimenez uh, played and and he played and scored seventy five. He played seventy five seventy five minutes for Mexico and he scored a goal. Um, indications are that he is not going to start the next match, uh, but we uh, we will see about that. Um, with the French match, mm-hmm. uh, Pogba had an assist. Uh, Giroud scored a goal. Got to think that Giroud is now knocking on the door for a start for Chelsea, right? Um, what a, what yeah. does he have to do to 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 knock old dad bod out of the starting eleven? It's it, it's I, I don't know. I think it's still a total. It, it's still in Higuain's court. Sorry, must love him. Must love Higuain. He, I just he doesn't like to rotate. I guess is the bit. Yeah, yeah he's finally had to do it a little bit with some of the. Uh, you know, some of his midfielders, but yeah, he just does not want to rotate. Uh, and then uh, just a few other, uh, Mkhitaryan and Josh King both scored goals. Um, and uh, Sun did play 90 minutes for South Korea. So uh, as we all knew and dreaded, uh, Sun has to go halfway across Give the country. Give that man a break. I know, exactly. He's, he was exhausted. Now he's going to play probably 90 minutes in the next one too. Uh, and then um, And then kind of ruin his chances of being a good, Game with 32 option. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, we got a couple new Patreons this week, Brandon. 
Awesome. Yeah. Big thanks to uh, two new patrons at the Embakani level, Goran Henriksen and Mark Simons. Thanks to you both. If you're interested in supporting the Always Cheating podcast and what Josh and I do week to week, just head to patreon.com slash always cheating for more information on uh, free podcasts that we're offering exclusively to our Patreon supporters, things like the Slack chat forum and all that stuff. That's right. Uh, and uh, yeah, and as I mentioned before, I will be doing a, a Patreon exclusive podcast on Thursday night. So if you are, uh, yeah, if you have any last minute questions uh, about your about your team, what you're thinking about, you know, like just le- even like very specific questions, like I have these ten players. There's one more spot that I'm debating. Uh, that's the kind of question that we answer on those. Um, on those kitchen table pods. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Brandon, let's get right into it, man. Not even, let's not even okay. cut for a break. Let's just get right into it. All right. It is free hit chip time. It is game week 32. It is a double game week. There's a lot going on. Uh, are you ex- like, I mean, okay. I know you said you were, you weren't quite there yet, but yeah. is my voice yeah. getting you excited? Like, is this, <laughs> is this the, is my energy getting you like where you need to be excited? The way you're, the way you're talking like we're about to uh, start a NASCAR race is really kind of getting me excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. um, it's it's the big double game week. It's the, de- the first big deployment of a chip in the traditional chip strategy mm-hmm. um, writ large. Yep. It's also I feel like it's going to kick off. We're we're getting through the last international break of the season. Mm-hmm. We are heading straight into the the runway toward the end of the season. Yep. Am I excited that this this really long and arduous season is going to come to an end at some point? Is that why I'm excited? Well, that that could be a that be a valid reason to be excited. Uh, I'm having a good season, but even I am kind of ready. It's 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 good. It's like these things have to come to an end. You know, let's if, even if you're playing a. You know, a twelve-hour game of Monopoly, and you're you're you own you know Boardwalk and Park Place, and you're just dominating. Like you're still like, okay, this yeah. game, this game is fun. We need to we need to end this game so that we can start a brand new game. You know, and so that's. Uh, but we still got seven weeks to go. What's crazy is that with seven weeks to go, I have my wild card in all three of my chips, as do you. Um, and there's only three normal game weeks left. You know, which yeah, is right. which is kind of wild because, um, and even then, you know, normal is kind of in parentheses because game week thirty three is a uh, bit of a blank game week. Um, there's a bunch of teams mm-hmm. that don't play. I think eight teams don't play. Um, you know, thirty four, you've got a double game week there. Thirty five is a double, and then I still have a triple captain playing one of these thirty six, thirty seven, and thirty eight. So um, it feels like normal is gone. Normal is gone. <laughs> like we're in the we're in the we're in the twilight zone now. <laughs> it's all weird yeah. from here on out. Here's the big pitch for 32. So game week 31, lots of blanks, rather anemic. The average overall score was 26 points. It's so low. Yeah. And I feel like uh, we have been working toward that uh, to, toward game week 31. We've been dropping players that we like just to get in players that play. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, it's it, everything is unleashed. Uh, yep. Free hit. I've been bringing in players that I've had my eye on for weeks. Mm-hmm. Harry Kane, we haven't talked about him for for quite some time it's just really fun to have an opportunity to get some of these p- players back into our thinking and yep. also thinking about how big our scores go- are going to be i mean imagine the worst case scenario for a big double game week like this is 
it's still going to be a pretty high score. Well, let's get right into the questions then. Uh, the first set of questions are, are all big picture questions about, about Game Week 32. Just a caveat at the start, okay? We're, a lot of people who are listening to the podcast, a lot of the conversation right now is built around using a free hit chip in Game Week 32. We recognize that probably something like 30% of the people listening, maybe 50%, a lot of people who are listening will not have that chip intact, will not be playing that chip, will not be using that strategy. I think that's okay because I think even even if all you're doing is setting your team up for game week 32, you know, going to double game week, it's pretty common to to have a couple transfers in hand, to burn four, to burn eight. Um, and so I think the players that we talk about for our personal free hit chip quads are the kind of players you'd want if you were just bringing in players as well. So I don't think that we're um, excluding anybody from the conversation here, right? So even the you know, just I was well, I want to know that. I don't want to make yeah. it feel like. Yeah, I don't want to yes. make it feel like we're talking about just, a, you know, only only people who are in this part of this, like, very select group can find this useful. At least I, I don't think that's the case. Um, so Matt Seward says, as you set up your free hit chip team, what players have you regarded as essential? And who would you really like to get in, but you just can't make it work? Uh, yeah, I think this is the big question for me. We had been chatting uh, a little earlier about... Um, Liking, really liking the overall look of our free hits team, free hit teams, and neither of us really do. But what we can clearly see from the current state of each of our free hit teams is who is regarded as essential. And it's all the yeah. people around those essential players that are really going to be uh, moving around throughout the, the course of the rest of the week while we tinker. First, I guess I have three player names that I view as essential right now, Raheem Sterling, Sergio Aguero, and Harry Kane. These are all big attacking players. Uh, and we can sort of move on to talk about defense and maybe it's more, um, it's less name specific and more team specific yeah. in the back. So you have, but, you have, yeah. you have moved then. Cause last week's podcast, part one of our two part game of Thursday preview, you were, you were Hazard, not Kane. So I, I feel like you've moved, I don't know if you still have Hazard, but it feels like you've moved away from Hazard and, and into the Kane camp. Is that accurate? That is inaccurate. Okay. That is inaccurate. I, I currently also have Hazard in my midfield. Okay. Uh, and I I am – so the debate for me right now is how, how much do I want to try and spread points around my team or do I want to get in five or six – really premium attacking players and put all of the burden on them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure what tactic is, is really best right now for me, but the way I'm going right now is I'm leaning heavily into these, uh, premium players and then putting some pretty low grade C D list players around them. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, I'm with you on Sterling Aguero Kane I, I think Pogba is actually also I, – I would put him in that camp too. I, there's no I, – I, you know, I keep tinkering with my free hit chip team. I, I was doing it actually as you and I were setting up the running order for today's podcast. And there's been no version where I don't have Pogba in my team. Um, I just yeah. see him as a lock to play minutes. Um, and, you know, they – they have two fixtures uh, in 32, but then they don't play in 33. So there's no reason why he wouldn't start both of these matches for, for Man United. And, um, you know, Watford at home, Wolves away. I just It just feels like a good 
um, you know, it feels like I, I see a lot of uh, opportunity there. I also got him for super cheap. And so it's kind of an easy, I bought him at 7.8 million, up to 8.9. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily be able to replace him with someone at that same price point, you know, because the sell-on value isn't as high. So that's another well, reason why the, he's kind of locked in. Yeah. And with that, the, it makes you really nervous with tinkering. And that's where I ended up with Raul Jimenez, where I, I didn't really see myself keeping Jimenez for the free hit, but I was hesitant to tinker him out of my lineup because even though I'll get Jimenez back when the free hit is over mm-hmm. and I'll get him back with whatever value I had built into him prior to the free hit, yeah. as soon as I tinker him out, I can't get him back in Yeah, or I have to pay full price. Uh, so it took me a lot of time to work up the nerve to tinker Jimenez out of my lineup, <laughs> which I, I ultimately did. I'm in a similar spot with him, actually. It's the same thing with uh, with Aaron Juan Basaka, who uh, I still have, even though I don't know that I'm going to have him, you know, when game week 32 actually kicks off. And it's he actually got – he now got – he got pulled from, I think it was England under 21s with some kind of injury. We don't really know what it is. Um, as you said, it could be just one of those international break injuries where it's like injury in parentheses because mm-hmm. they just they just want him for these matches, you know. But um, yeah. But who knows, you know, so, um, so yeah, but it's the same thing with him where I got him at 4 million. So there's not a lot of sell on value there, you know? And so it's kind of like, well, let me just keep him, you know, I'd almost rather have him over Schlupp just because, um, Schlupp ended up costing me like, and I had to find an extra three or 4 million just, or, you know, 0.3 or 4 4 million to bring him in. Can I ask you a, a, a more general free hit and double game weight question about how you view your transfers in and and your essential players? So, um, when you look at essential players, how f- what's the first thing you want? Is it like you're talking about with Pogba, security of starts in both fixtures? Yeah. Uh, or uh, yeah, is is that like the top thing that you're looking for? No, it it isn't. And in fact, you know, I mean, that's if that were the case, I might be more nervous about having Aguero and Sterling. You know, I I don't expect them both to start both those matches. Um, it doesn't really bother me because, um, you know, we talked about this in last week's podcast. I mean, you know, if, if you only get one Fulham match or one Cardiff match at home from either one of those two players, that's a captainable fixture, right? I mean, they could not mm-hmm. play 90 minutes in the other match and you'd still feel like they were captainable, you know? So yep. um, I guess it's, I'm looking for players that I think are capable of double digit returns. That is the biggest thing for me. I'm really... Um, I, I'm not a particularly defensive player in general. Um, I'm not even really that concerned about coverage, which is one of the reasons why I don't have uh, Hazard on my team right now. Um, I just, you know, I'm just trying to maximize big returns. And, you know, I mean, the team that I've got right now, I mean, I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later. I mean, I'm going to only tripled up in the Chelsea defense, you know, and um, and that's just that's like a risk that I'm considering right now. Um, because I feel like that, that's just a move that could really pan out, right? If they just get two, mm-hmm. two, one nil victories, you know, you're looking at minimum 36 points, you know, from those, yeah. from those three defenders. I mean, obviously it could, it could backfire too, but, um, uh, you know, even if you've got one clean sheet out of them, right. Even if you've got yeah. one clean sheet and one two pointer out of them, uh, you're still looking yeah. at 24 points combined from, from those two players. Yeah. So from those three players. So it, it brings us back to the essential conversation and Harry Kane and uh, specifically who I think we both said we view as essential and the Liverpool away at Anfield. It's, it's really unappealing for, for any 
match? Would you have City going to Anfield? You're really hesitant to captain a City player who is the most attacking mm-hmm. team in the league at the moment. But it is that Crystal Palace at home, the new opening of the new White Hart Lane. It, 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 it almost seems preordained that Harry Kane will get, as you say, at least double, well, at least double digits. He could get triple digits. No, right. he, uh, it, it seems like the ceiling is so high for that Crystal Palace home match that it suddenly makes Harry Kane essential despite that Liverpool fixture. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, th- I feel like there's a lot of teams like that, right? You have, um, uh, where's an, where's a, there's a couple other examples here where you have like one good fixture and one bad. I mean, I guess Crystal Palace is the ultimate example of this, right? Where you've got yeah. a Huddersfield at home, amazing fixture, Spurs away, bad fixture. Yeah, <laughs> like not good at all. <laughs> but like that one home fixture is so good that it's it's kind of where, I mean, it's like, you know, like it was hard to get it right with the, I, I don't expect uh, Huddersfield to score three on the road the way that they just did against West Ham, right? They did it once. Mm-hmm. They did their trick. And I think that's I think that's it. <laughs> you know, I mean, they hadn't yeah. scored a goal away since Boxing Day, right? It was the first yeah. time they'd done it in three months. So, I mean, I'm going to go with what I've seen historically over what they did in one rando game week, you know? And yeah. so I feel like that's that, that, that really throws me into the um, into the Huddersfield um camp there a little bit you know the, like I, I, I and that's actually why i'm really considering uh milivojevic I, I think i just butchered his name but millie let's say uh just because hey like that one fixture is quite good you know like you could you could see him scoring a pen you could see him getting a free kick goal um you know he's going to play both these fixtures so um i don't know it's but as I, th- I think there's a couple of those and i think you know we'll, we're going to talk more about wolves and wofford in a minute but that's almost the same thing where you do wonder if they're going to like if their top players are going to play a ton of minutes because both Wolves and Wofford play each other, you know, at the weekend, you know, in, in what would be game week thirty three. They're playing in the FA Cup semifinal, so you know, with that with a midweek fixture just days before they go to Wembley, you know, would you would expect them to maybe rest some of their top players, you know, um, you yeah, know, especially given where they are on the table, you know, neither one of those teams is going to get a Champions League spot. Neither one of those teams is close to being relegated, you know? And so, mm-hmm. and if you win the FA Cup, you get a Europa League spot. So they don't have to worry that much about seventh or eighth place or however far down the Europa League spots go this year, you know? So, yeah. um, so why wouldn't they rest players, you know? And yeah. I think, and I guess we'll just, we can just jump ahead to this now, but I mean, I, my feeling is that Wolves are less likely to rotate because they play Man United and I, I don't know why I feel this way, but I just feel like when you when you play a home match against Man United, that's just a, inherently like a big match, you know. And I just mm-hmm. if it feels hard for me, I, I just it feels hard for me to imagine that they would roll out there with some B squad, you know, at home against a, like a match the fans are going to be really excited about. Um, well, I, 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 I do recall Swansea heading into the same situation yeah. ahead of the FA Cup final, and they played Liverpool. Yes, and. Uh, I had, I think a lot of my hopes were riding on Mishu for some reason in that match and he didn't start. Yeah. He came on for like five minutes. Yes. It was a road match though that, you know, I feel like that, that is important. I don't, you know, it's just cause they're already on the training ground. I don't know. It feels like it's different if you've got to get on a bus, you know, go to another stadium. Don't have the hands. Josh, I'm going to draw a straight line from that Swansea Liverpool match to this Manchester United Wolves match, <laughs> and you can't tell me otherwise. Okay, yeah, the famous me. We all know the famous Mishu match. Okay, and didn't Liverpool score like five goals in the second half or something? They destroyed insane. them. Yeah. Yes, they did. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, let's move on to the next question because uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna jump around here a little bit. Uh, Jeff Petter says, "How many viable bench players are you bothering with?" Uh, he says, "I'm thinking you only need one to cover a possible last minute injury, um, but the other two slots plus the sub uh, goalkeeper can be cheap as chip dross." What do you say? I say I agree with Jeff in this situation. the The nature of the double game week is that. Yeah, we're going to lean toward players that have the, I mean, as as you were saying, we want players that have a shot at uh, double digit scores. And maybe that's just in one match. But all of our starting lineup are going to have two fixtures. If you're on a free hit, there's no reason why your starting 11 shouldn't all be double game or weakers. And I think we have a question coming up that speaks directly to that. But the point being is the odds of one of your players one of your starting 11 not playing at least one not starting at least one match or getting a minute you know barring injury or anything like that is pretty slim so i think that your bench will be thin and my current free hit bench is incredibly thin i only have one double game weaker on my bench at the moment just for budgetary reasons yeah so yeah i tend to agree with jeff here yeah i mean i have peltier on my bench right now i mean he's kind of the perfect He's like he's three point nine million, so he's about as cheap as a defender gets. And he has played the last two matches and Cardiff of a double game week. So um to me, I mean they do play Chelsea and Man City, so I don't know what you're gonna get out of him, maybe one point. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there's something to be said for, you know, I mean, it, it's not that uncommon for a player to pull up injured in the warm-up or something. And so a little safety, a point two million extra for a little safety, I think, is is reasonable. But yeah, I, you don't need to go more than one deep. Um, you know, you, in, you in would like players that do play. Yeah. I, I mean, I have, yeah. I, I have yeah. two players on my bench who don't play, but yeah, I, I will definitely have some backup where they'll get minutes. Just the way my team's set up right now, I actually have Tom Kearney in my first bench spot, uh, 4.6 million, 0.4% ownership. He started, I think the last five matches. So that feels like a good, if, if you can, if you can go that high with your money, it sort of depends on how your team works out. Um, I think mm-hmm. that someone like him maybe makes sense. Just, you know, I don't know, full of a double game week. Uh, they play Man City at home. They play Watford away. They, they might be able to score a couple goals in that Watford match. I mean, if Watford is really resting players, I mean, you know, they'll, they'll have nothing to play for there. And Fulham are in theory still playing to stay up. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if Fulham won that match or drew it or something. Yeah. All right. We kind of touched on this, but the next question comes from Juan via our Slack channel. Are there any single game week players worth considering? So I'm looking at the single game week fixtures. The only like high flying one that jumps out at me is Arsenal hosting Newcastle. Hmm. But could you conceivably make a case for a striker like Lacazette or Aubameyang over Aguero or Kane or even somebody like Batshuayi? No, the only circumstance in which I would consider it would be if it was uh, someone that was really cheap, you know, like if it was somebody that was um, like, I don't know, I can't even think of a good example right now. Like if there was like a, you know, 5 million midfielder, 5 million defender or not defender, exactly, maybe 5 million forward, let's say, um, and they mm-hmm. just had an amazing fixture and they were cheap enough that you could still bring in like a bunch of double game week players, but like his cheapness allowed you to bring in those. I don't know. Like, I, you know, I'm trying to like think of a circumstance in which I would do it. I mean, the answer is I basically agree with you, but I don't know. Like there's no circumstance where that would be the case. 
Uh, like Does that make any Peter, sense? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it did make sense. I, I think you, you're looking for single game weekers to enable your big double game week squad. So like Peter right. Crouch, 4.5 on totally. Burnley. Would it, would it be wild if Peter Crouch came on on the 85th minute and got a goal or an assist against sure. Wolves? No, it wouldn't. So that's yeah. kind of a, a, a flyer you can take if you're looking to to yeah. plug a cheap hole. Like if Ashley Barnes got injured this week and you knew that Crouch was going to start – and you, you know, maybe that, I don't know, but yeah, I agree. I, there's not really a circumstance in which I'd have a single game week player this week. Obviously, if you're not on your free chip, that's a whole different conversation. You know, I mean, in mm-hmm. that case, I would be holding my Leicester players, you know, who are home to Bournemouth. You know, I hold my Arsenal players and home to Newcastle. Um, hold even your West, Bournemouth players. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, Bournemouth players too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, even, you know, Burnley at home to Wolves. I mean, if I had Ashley Barnes or something like that, I wouldn't be dropping him for a double game week player. I mean, I think we're, we'll talk about this more in a minute, but those forward slots are kind of tricky. And really, once you get past Kane and Aguero, there's not a lot of sure things, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially when you consider that uh, Wolves and Watford are both likely to rotate some players. So, um, yeah, I would I would be fine rolling with, if I was, if it wasn't a free, chip, free hit chip, I'd be fine rolling with someone like Barnes in this game week. You, uh, something occurred to me while you were talking regarding Wolves and not being on your free hit. I think the way that we're starting to talk about Wolves and Watford is free hit chippers are going to get scared off of Wolverhampton heading into 32. You're not on your free hit. I think you can then look at your Wolves players as a differential, maybe a leg up because, you know, while, while they do have, the possibility of rotation. They have the FA Cup semifinal coming up. They still have all the opportunity to score points, and that uh, and they have these decent fixtures against Burnley. And they'll, you know, depending on the lineup, really try to bring it at Old Trafford. So I, I think that's worth mentioning. Yeah, I, I think that's I, th- I think that's that's a fair point, especially Wolves defenders. You know, who um, mm-hmm. I I may still have Jimenez. I I think some people will probably have Shota, but. Someone like Doherty just doesn't work this game week, I think, price-wise. It's just mm-hmm. a little too – I don't – he seems like one of those guys who really could get rested, um, you know, mm-hmm. in that middle game week. I mean, he's been rested a lot in that kind of circumstance already this year. So, um, all right, next question. Um, Rob Dirks says, who are some game week 32 free hit differentials to consider? Uh, and what highly owned players would you consider passing on? says, my current overall rank is 130K, and it's difficult to make up ground with so many teams looking similar. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know what? The first thing I'll say here is I would try not to look so much at other people's teams, um, especially in your, if you're in a circumstance like that. I think that it, it can it can actively be harmful to, to look too much <laughs> at other people's free hit chip teams. I think yeah. it, start, it starts to well, get it, you to talk yourself into things that you don't really believe in yourself. Also, case in point, you look at a lot of free hit chip teams and they all have Sterling and they all have Kane. But if you look at the overall percentage of ownership, 17% ownership for Sterling and on Harry Kane, it's 15%. Those are incredibly low ownership stats for players with huge points potential. And mm-hmm. I would argue that they are, in a way, differentials in this game week, particularly if your main aim is to get a big overall rank rise on a free hit chip, which will be my aim. So yeah. you can look at Kane and Sterling as differentials if you're, you know, taking into account the entire, the overall herd. That is true. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. That's like a real, like, Twitter. This is like the fantasy community versus reality circumstance where you, it's yeah. it's harder to feel like everyone is free hit chipping. Everyone is bringing to these players. It's just, it's just not true. And 
Um, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah, we'll see a huge percentage of free hit shippers this week, but I bet if you go to FBL discovery, this great site that tracks all this kind of data, um, on, you know, Saturday morning when gaming 32 kicks off, you're going to see that it's like maybe 30% or 40% of the top 100 K has actually done this or the top 10 K, you know, it won't be nearly as high as you might expect. So, yeah. um, yes, yeah, so I wouldn't let that scare you off too much. Um, let's talk about Hazard here. Uh, we yeah, can talk. Well, yeah. let's talk about Chelsea in general because sure. I think we're we're going two different ways with Chelsea. Where I, I'm intrigued by your talk about tripling up on Chelsea defense as a differential, and then there's also the question of Hazard, even Higuain. Heard from a few managers who are saying I'm keeping Higuain as a differential because you know uh, Chelsea's fixtures coming up in the double are Cardiff and Brighton. Brighton at Stamford Bridge. Really great fixtures, either defensively or attacking. So you're you're just completely out on Hazard. Is it for budgetary reasons or is it because uh, you're just a human with a brain and you can see <laughs> yeah, what he is, it's, how he has crippled FPL yeah. managers all season? It's primarily budgetary, actually. Um, you know, part of the problem is that because so many people brought him in for Game Week 31 or in preparation for Game Week 31 and I guess 33, um, you know, these, these blanks where um, a lot of the top teams weren't playing and so you kind of had to have his art. I mean, I've got his art in my my non-free hit chip squad right now for the same reason uh, his price has risen so high he's almost 11 million um and so in order to bring in hazard you have to be dropping a lot of players you know like you can't someone's got to go you know and mm-hmm. i mean that's suddenly you know it's like bye-bye Jimenez, bye-bye rashford like someone someone cheap's got to come in and 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 not start you know because like you got to bring in like a four you know 4.2 million players like that um, and so, yeah, I mean, just right now I can't make it work. I am actually still trying to, I'm at least considering it. Um, just there is like, I mean, okay. I, I talked about defense earlier. I mean, there, you have to at least be wary. I mean, if, you know, if his I mean, he scored a brace in the international break already, which is kind of worrisome. And if he, um, if it starts to emerge that he is like one of the consensus captain choices for this game week, uh, which I still don't feel like is really the case. I feel like it's really just skewing towards Man City players right now. Then I may have to do it just, just to avoid possibly slipping behind if he returns. Um, but yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in him. I don't expect him to do very well. Um, he is not one of the players that I um, would ever consider captain for this game week. Um, I, don't particularly like him and uh i'm ready for him to leave the premier league so there's my <laughs> there's there you go Nazard. very clear josh yeah. very clear on where you stand there what do you think um, I mean, I, let's hear your thoughts um my thoughts are um i think i described it uh last week as hazard is a bit like berserker mode he is um he he could fall flat on his face like he has it at many points this season or you know, he could do well. And I think I'm just viewing him as well, what is, what's the new conventional FPL term, a sword. Mm-hmm. He, um, does the sword and the shield thing, like, is that like a little too Dungeons and Dragons for you? Cause that's kind of how it is. For me. <laughs> like, I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not entirely uh, sure what, what the metaphor means, but, um, it's like defense versus um, offense, I think. Okay. Yeah. It, it, I do view the Hazard pick as more of an offensive pick and, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've kind of been oscillating or I've, I've just been floating around the 10 K to 20 K overall. And, if my if my goal for the end of the season is to finish top 5k or or even higher then um i'm looking to make some sort of strike and hazard mm-hmm. is that uh, and mm-hmm. 
if I have other solid, more template picks, be it Aguero or Kane or, or Sterling, and if I can avo- afford Hazard, then yes. I yeah. haven't, in my tinkering, I haven't yet seen where it's better for me to get rid of Hazard to bring in Jota and Milivojevic. Sure. But don't you think in, outside in of the place? I don't you think outside of the context of this podcast, Hazard is the template. I mean, I feel like I've barely seen a free hit chip team that doesn't have Hazard in it. I mean, you know, I feel like yeah. I'm this like lone, this lone voice shouting on a mountain top that he sucks. He doesn't even suck. It's just that he's. <laughs> it's just that he wants to go to Real Madrid. He clearly hates playing for Sarri. Clearly hates all his teammates. You know, he's just uh, he's ready to go. And the fact that he, you know, tooled around and didn't do anything in the Everton match, and then scores a brace three days later for Belgium tells you everything you need to know. You know, he's just not. He's not plugged in. Yeah, I don't think you need to really even build a narrative around it. I think you can just look at his points returns uh, in this calendar year, and that kind of that that tells you the story there. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, he's uh, hurt you Palace, so much this year, Brandon. He's hurt you so often. I love yeah, that and you, like all yeah. all legendary abusive relationships. <laughs> I'll come back for more. So you know and. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it is, you know, it's a fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, yeah. shame on me. I will take the blame for this when it all goes <laughs> belly up. And, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm not, not going to blame anyone else. What about, are there any cheaper differentials that we should th- consider here? I mean, I think this is yeah. where you get into the, uh-huh. the, it's where you get into a tricky category, I think, because, uh, you know, there's, 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 I think the, you mentioned Wolves defense earlier. I think um, Delafeu is one of those players who I think is, he's in that category where he's, Probably not going to start both with the FA Cup coming, but maybe he only starts one of the two. But if he starts, it's like you want whatever Watford player plays Fulham at home, you know? Yeah. And I guess we just don't yeah. know who that's going to be. But uh, if we felt like he was going to start, I, I, I mean, if you if I told you right now that Delafay was going to get 120 minutes, would that be enough for you to bring him in for the double game maker, at least consider him for the double? It'd be close. I would definitely consider him. The Watford player that I'd really want, oddly, if you could give me any type of guarantee like that, would be Troy Deeney. There are mm-hmm. two two differential strikers that I like for 32 that I wish I yeah. could afford. Troy Deeney, bigger concern in terms of minutes, just given his age. and Yeah, Brazilian I mean, legend, he, too. I think he's playing with them right now. So it's Yeah, yeah currently playing with Brazil, Troy Deeney. And uh, but I mean, to win, to have an opportunity to win silverware with Watford, he'll want to be a part of that. So his priority will be the FA Cup just as the team talisman. And then there is Batshuayi on Crystal Palace. I I think he has the biggest potential. Zaha has been struggling a little bit with injury. I think he probably has the biggest potential to start both matches and playing up front and in. Getting that game against uh, Huddersfield would be huge, and a, and a decent leg up on other free hitters. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question. I mean, you know, Crudge on the Slack asked how we felt about the Spurs defense, um, and my feeling is that I don't feel very good about that Spurs defense. I don't trust them. I don't have a lot of faith in them. Um, I, I don't think that they're as uh, prone to rotation as some of the other teams are, though. Um, they they will not be playing the weekend of game week thirty three. So that, you know they will have an F. They will have the you know Champions League match. You know, like but the Champions League match will be almost a full week after uh, they play their midweek game against Crystal Palace. So I, I don't worry too much about about them being you know um, 
rest and rotate. I mean, if, if Son, for example, wasn't going international duty, I would feel really good about about having him in my in my squad. Um, you know, Kane, I don't worry about as much, obviously, for just because he plays so much when he's healthy. Deli Alley, Christian Eriksen, any other Spurs attackers beyond Hungman's Son that uh, scream just, out to you? Too expensive for what you're getting, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, neither of them. I totally agree. This year. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but anyway, but my, my point about Spurs is just that, yeah, I mean, I, I, but I don't trust their defense. And I, I think we've seen no reason to think you can trust them, right? Yeah, Hugo Lloris, we're going to talk about goalkeepers here in a second. He's just so many, so many awful howlers this season. And, yeah. um, and Patro no, rotates yeah. his fullbacks a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny Rose is probably next to Harry Kane, the one I'd really love to have from this current Spurs team. But yeah, the fullback rotation is a problem. All right, one more big picture question. Then we have a couple um, lineup questions. I think we're going to go through kind of in a lightning round style, okay, Brandon? So, final right. uh, big big picture question is: uh, Who are the best overall goalkeeping options this week? Yeah, I I think there are two standout favorites, and it all depends on one you know one particular decision. So there's. Ederson for Manchester City and there's Kepa for Chelsea. So mm-hmm. for me, I have Ederson at the moment because I see a greater attacking upside with. All right, let, let me let me reset that. So it it all depends on who you're going for. Are you going for a Chelsea defender, a Chelsea fullback, or Laporte? Mm-hmm. I'm going Aspilicueta over Laporte, and so to get my share of the Manchester City defense, I go Ederson. I think if you go Keppa, then you can do Laporte. That's very appealing, Keppa and Laporte, because you're saving, I think it's 0.6 million mm-hmm. over the Ederson Aspilicueta double up. But if I just look at it, Ederson and Aspilicueta feels more FPL powerful to me. Mm-hmm. Five assists for Dave on the season versus two goals and one assist for Laporte. I mean, right. you, you could you could argue that you want the Laporte goal over an SP assist, yeah. But these these fixtures for Chelsea um, are compelling enough yeah. for an attacking fullback. That's that's fair. You know, it's it's if if Claudio Bravo wasn't injured, um, you would wonder if eventually Ederson would get a rest. I mean, he, he's starting for Brazil right now over the internationals, but uh, as it is, there's there's just really nobody who can play. In that keeper spot outside of Ederson, and you got this guy Murich, who I've never even heard of or seen before. Like I literally just picked, pulled up his photo. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen him in my life. I don't even know how to spell his first name or, or, or pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I don't think Murich is going to get any minutes. I th- I, so I mean, sorry. Like you know, it's not like. A, do you think Murich exists? I'm sure he's a, or is this? I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's a like wonderful a guy hack? with. I'm sure he's a wonderful guy with with an easily pronounceable name once we get to know him in the league. But as it is, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. you know I'm not even sure if I'm saying Murich correctly. So um, you know I don't think he's going to play. Um, and uh, so as it is, I, I do think that Anderson is maybe a little bit safer. I, I, you're actually maybe talking me into him over over Kappa possibly. Um, I will just just to play devil's advocate here a little bit. Um, I think that um, you could consider. Um, okay, so I'm a little worried about Gaita and just I, I just still worry about. The rotation there with with Hennessy and it just doesn't feel safe to me to go with Gaita, mm-hmm. even though he's cheap. I just don't trust him. Um, so I think that Matt Ryan is an interesting option here. Um, they play uh, Southampton at home in game week in, in the you know the first section game week thirty two and then Chelsea away. Now, obviously, I don't think he's going to keep a clean sheet away to Chelsea, but what I expect him to get maybe three points in that game. You know, like 
maybe they, I mean, up to six saves possibly or three saves and a goal conceded, um, you know, keep a clean sheet at home to Southampton possibly. Um, yeah. I do think that's a possibility. And I, I, you know, and he's so much cheaper that that could be the million that allows you to bring Eden Hazard into your team, you know? So he's definitely one to flag for non free hitters as well, because mm-hmm. as we know, Brighton have the triple double game yes. week. So Matt right. Ryan will right. blank in game week 33. But if you bring him in for the doubles in 32, you've got two other doubles right in a row in yep. game weeks 34 and 35. So Matt Ryan, a great long term pick for anyone not with the free hit chip excellent excellent point uh all right Brian, a couple of specific questions here let's do this lightning round style okay because i want to get to yes. our our personal free hit teams in a minute here uh aj says uh thoughts on the premium striker options for game week 32 and then he lists kane uh Lukaku and rashford aguero higuain we have not talked about gonzalo higuain at all um, then Alex Martinez sort of chimes in and says, if you already have Jimenez in your team, is there an advantage, disadvantage to keep him in? Um, you already talked a little bit about, you know, the, the issue with if you if you have him, if you've had him in your team for a long time, his price has risen a ton. So if you mm-hmm. sell him, you're selling him at a you know huge loss. Um, and so it does, you know, you wouldn't maybe be able to move him to someone you want a little more for this game week easily, you know, because you're basically right. like moving down a level in terms of the kind of player you'd bring in. So, yeah. you know. We talked about Kane a little bit already. Um, Aguero is he just he's just a must, right? Yeah, Aguero is an absolute must, uh, as you said, as you remarked. Jesus traveling with the Brazil squad, which just like adds another layer of of doubt over Gabriel Jesus getting a start over the double game week. Yep, Harry Kane, if he's fit, he plays. You just you love him in a. a an important game and what more important game now that the title is well without of their reach opening up their new home stadium against palace and the second fixture of this game week just seems like a huge opportunity for Kane yep. to make his mark. Yep. Lukaku and Rashford. That's really maybe the most interesting conversation here because both have performed decently over the last couple of months, but somehow neither of them are entering into my thoughts. I, you know, as at, at the risk of having a coverage conversation, I just feel like Paul Pogba. I'm I'm fine with that being my only Manchester United attack. Uh, Lukaku, Lukaku might even be the most interesting one to pick if you're choosing between Lukaku and Rashford, just because Lukaku seems to be sucking up uh, all the FPL points mm-hmm. surrounding him, kind of to our chagrin. Like Rashford yeah. is not the the plum FPL pick that he once was. Now that Lukaku's back from injury, but is he officially then? Is he is he fully cleared? Fully cleared to start in game week thirty two. Lukaku, I, mean, d- I did he did he play for Belgium? Like has he been like I, I don't know what the status is with him. Like I, I is he like healthy enough to start again? Could he start the Watford match? Is he healthy enough for that? There is no confirmation. I mean, he's still flagged mm-hmm. as injured with a foot injury. Dinnery hasn't cleared him on his site. So, right. um, you know, this this is more of a hypothetical conversation if later on the week we do see that Lukaku is fit. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it's injury, injury news, of course, during the international break, you don't know who is just struggling to get match fitness for their club so they opt to not report to international duty because if they do they could aggravate some injuries so if you're 75 percent and you're lukaku my brain is kind of signaling to me he's actually just working on getting match fitness so he can start for united when once the break is over 
I mean, um, for yeah. for Manchester United strikers, are, are you considering either of them, one of them? Well, that's what I, was, I guess that's what I was getting at. Is you know, I mean, Rashford, I'm not considering because I I don't really trust him anymore. Um, I don't, you know, if I think we've we now know that if Lukaku and Rashford play together, then you don't want Rashford, right? I think that's. Um, I mean, he's set up some nice chances for Rashford has done some nice things for Lukaku, but Uh he is now, he is now a forward plan as more of a midfielder. I know they're saying it's a four, four, two, but Lukaku is the one who's, who's, who's getting the chances in the box. Um, and if there's even a chance that we're going to get two fixtures where Rashford is, is out left, uh, and Pogba is through the center or, or whatever, you know, I mean, obviously they put players move around a lot up there. Um, then I, I just don't, have a lot of I, I just don't want Rashford for those matches. Um if it's Lukaku, I mean if Lukaku is fully healthy, it will cause a real rethink in my team. I would I would I would really consider a three heavy hitter forward rotation. Um yeah. I mean Man United don't have any FA Cup matches to play for. Um that you know they have it's it's kind of like Spurs where they you know they don't play in game week 33. So they can go all out in these two fixtures. You know, they're not going to have three fixtures in, in eight days or whatever. You know, they're just going to have yeah. the two. So, you know, I think for them, I think they can really go for it. Um, and that being the case, I mean, that's why I like Pogba. But, I mean, I, I, I do sort of like the idea of having uh, Lukaku. And, um, you know, I mean, there would be no Hazard in that case for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, that he's, he's someone I would consider. You know, right now, uh, we'll talk about this in a minute, but, you know, I still have um, – uh, him and as in my squad, um, you know, there's a question of des- desperately seeking do sound about wolves and Watford options for game week 32. My feeling about, about uh, him and is that I think he plays in both matches and I think he gets 120 minutes or thereabout. And this guy, he just finds a way in virtually every match that he plays in to get some kind of attack in return. Um, He's like I, life in Jurassic park. He finds a way. Exactly. So I think that I, I would expect to get at least one attack in return out of Jimenez uh, over two fixtures, even if he doesn't start one of the two. Yeah, of uh, of all of the mid-price picks, I mean, I mentioned Dini and Batshuayi. Had I been able to keep Jimenez up front, would do in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand that. I, I I may end up dropping him too, but right now he's he's still in the squad. Um, all right, Brandon, we have um, one last question before we go to our break here. And Adam P says, which defense is the bigger trap, Chelsea or Manchester United? Oh, That's a good question. I mean, Chelsea have a worse record recently, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like... Um, I mean, sneak preview, my free hit side, I have Lindelof in my back line and I don't feel great about it. I'm honest yeah. with you. I had him and I dropped him. Uh, he may, he may still come back in. I, do you hear this thing about his wife is now like 38 weeks pregnant? Uh, that, that worries me a little bit. Uh, you know, you wonder if he might rotate one of those matches and, uh, I mean, it, it is sh- their eighth child, Josh. Do you think he has to be there for every birth? <laughs> All eight of them. She don't know. No, you, you, you heard it wrong, Brandon. She's actually having eight children. So it's, <laughs> oh it's my, very An octo mom. That's terrific. Yeah. will be an octo dad. Terrific. <laughs> uh, you know, Luke Shaw's on, uh, nine yellow cards. So he's a worry. And then if you don't get one of those two, then you're in the situation where you're like, Oh, like, do I want to spend 6 million on Ashley young? You know, like, no, you know, you. wolves are going to score in their match against man United. Um, you know, or 5.6 million. Chris Smalley. It's just, it's not palatable. And even five, seven and David De Gea isn't very appealing to me. 
So, I mean, you know, we talked about like players you'd kind of want to have, but you probably won't have in your free hit chip team. I think that the Man United defenders are in that category. I just don't, I, I don't think I can make it work. Yeah. Okay. It's agreed. Manchester United, somehow the bigger trap than Chelsea defense. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to reveal our current free hit chip squads. All right, let's take a minute for our good friends at Starting 11, the live Premier League fantasy app that you can play for free or cash prizes. Josh, you and I have spent a lot of time recently talking about the NCAA March Madness tournament. And it it reminds me of Starting 11 insofar as we've been building FPL game week sides since July. And coming to this NCAA basketball bracket, 64 teams, sky's the limit. We could we could sort of pick and choose. And and it felt like starting fresh, a clean slate, just like starting Mm -hmm. 11 allows us to do any day. There are two or more Premier League matches. It's like filling out a March Madness bracket. I like this. I like where you're going with this. This is an analogy that resonates with me on a a human level. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're quite welcome. Your your, your beloved Tennessee, your beloved UC Mm -hmm. Irvine are not going to be available through the Starting 11 uh, (laughs) app. So I just want to flag that at the outset. But uh, without any budgetary restrictions, you can pick the best 11-man squad anytime there are two or more Premier League matches. Make substitutions on the fly in real time, just like a real-life manager. Join thousands of players worldwide competing in the English Premier League contest for cash or for pride. Josh, where can people play for cash? Yes, Brian, people can play on the iOS. uh, That is the uh, iPhone operating system. They can play cash games in the UK, US, Canada, and Germany. Uh, Cash games are also live for Android devices in the United Kingdom. Or you can just pick up the app and play for free wherever you are. Brandon, people can also download the app in the Apple's App Store or the Google Play Store. Uh, I have not been in that Google Play Store, Brandon. I've been such an, I've been such a long-time iPhone user, but I now I kind of want to go. You, know, you and I are actually talking about getting an Android just so we can experience both versions of Starting 11, the Android yeah, version the, and the iPhone version. Compare the first reason to get an Android device is to play Starting 11 on an Android device. The second reason, as you say, is to go check out that Google Play Store. I've heard so much about <laughs> Exactly. This is not an ad for that, but I know I am curious about it. (laughs) All right. For more information, just visit starting11.io. You can get details on the app, helpful video tutorials on how to get the most out of it. And yeah, you can you can uh, play Premier League Fantasy daily and for cash. What, uh, What more could you ask for? Exactly. I have been wasting my money gambling on things I don't understand, like the fortunes of a 14 seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I should be smart and participate in a game that I do like starting 11 daily fantasy. Visit starting11.io. All right, Brandon, the moment is here. Let's reveal our bus teams. And again, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, this is my team. Do I feel happy about that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. But I also don't know... I don't know what would make me happy. I, it's like I want certain people to get injured and certain people not to get injured. So let's let's do. How about I'll read off my keeper and defense, and then you can read okay. off yours. Okay, sounds let's good. Compare the two. So yeah. I am currently in a four three three. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I have uh, and I have a triple up with my Chelsea defenders, which is just an aggressive move that I am considering. Uh, this is you know version five or whatever. So right now I have Kepa. Aspie and Louise as my three 
uh, as my three Chelsea defenders. Um, although I think your your Ederson argument is is compelling, and I'm going to consider mm-hmm. that. Um, I have Laporte, and then I have Juan Basaka as a placeholder. Uh, but I suspect that if I'm going to start a um, if I'm going to start a uh, Crystal Palace defender, it will probably end up being Schlupp, especially if there's any chance that Juan Basaka is injured. Uh, which okay. like, looks like there might be a chance of that. So uh, Wambasak is there for now because I didn't want to transfer him out and then and then not be able to get him back in. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that, that's where I am right now. So that's uh, heavy Chelsea defensive coverage. I mean, they're playing Cardiff at Brighton. You know, it's just it looks good. It, it looks good. It looks promising. You want at least <laughs> one Chelsea defender, even if they have let us down a little bit. Laporte yeah. is just. I feel like you'd need a. I talked about this in last week's podcast. I mean, Aguero, Sterling, and Laporte just. You know, maybe maybe it's Laporte slash Ederson. Those are just three the three spots that just feel so like locked into my team. They were the first three people in my free hit squad. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then yeah, so that's and I'm going Laporte or Ederson for now. But I I may I may swap that around. If so, I would probably only go with uh, I would probably move Laporte to Ederson. And then I'm not sure I'd be I'd go with three Chelsea defenders in that case. Like three uh, that seems strange to me i don't know like mm-hmm. rudiger i don't know like do i maybe maybe it because it, 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 it would just feel weird i feel like i've never had a <laughs> squad that had just three defenders across the board like that you know yeah like you feel like with kepa it's like even if they like conceded a goal like he might get some save points or something but with defenders it's so either or sometimes and i realize they can score an assist but um you wouldn't really get that from louise or, or rudiger that often you know yeah so, yeah, yeah I like the thinking. I mean, if they walk away from this game week Chelsea does with two clean sheets, then that's a that's a huge call. Massive. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm rolling out with a four four two. So I have a back line of four, which um I'm not thrilled about. I do feel like the best way to attack game week thirty-two is through the attack. So I'd much rather mm-hmm. be a three five two or a three four three. But anyway, here I am. I have Ederson in goal, Aspilaqueta in the back line followed by Lindelof, uh, Tompkins, James Tom- mm. Tompkins for Crystal Palace. And that's that's a budget pick. I am here to talk about Jeffrey Schlupp. Obviously plays much farther forward than lots of these other Crystal Palace characters, and he has taken over the PVA-favored attacking defender role mm-hmm. uh, this season. And then I have uh, our friend Lewis Dunk rounding out my back line. Wow. So it's it's not like wow the stars are out tonight and Brandon's free hit defensive ship <laughs> they are not but um yeah. it's it's kind of a, a cobbled together to help me get to where I want to be up front. So yeah, Ederson, okay. Asby, Lindelof, Tompkins and Dunk. Okay. That's interesting. I my feeling right now is that it feels a little a little weak with that mm-hmm. Tompkins Dunk duo. But I don't know if yeah. you want my opinion or not, but that's No, no, that's, I, I yeah. That's why we're here. We're here to chat. I mean, you <laughs> both both of those guys, you know, they have a they have a goal off of a set piece waiting for them. Yeah. And yeah. um I mean, it's nowhere near the attacking threat that you get from somebody like Jeffrey Schlupp. Maybe yeah. what has to happen as we, I was alluding to earlier is that Lindelof has to go just for lack of faith but at mm-hmm. 5.1 it's not like Lindelof is so expensive that he frees yeah. me turning him into a 4.5 I feel like we have to do a lot yeah I mean it feels like what you could do there is is maybe move is just move like uh Ederson to Matt Ryan and then use that money to upgrade one of those two defender spots and bring in Laporte I don't know like if, if you want a bright like a yeah. bright player 
I feel like I'd rather have Ryan over Dunk. I, I mean, I know like Dunk can score, but I just I don't know. That's 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 yeah. my like I haven't like thought it all through. I don't know what the you know how the money works out, but just something to consider. Yeah, no, it's a good point. All right, where are we in the midfield? All right, midfield. I have. Let me get it back here. <clears throat> midfield. I have a three-man midfield right now. I have Sterling. I have Pogba, and I have Mila Vojevic. God, I used to be able to say that correctly, and now I'm like, <laughs> I can't. I lost it. Uh, Embrace I have it. Millie. I, yeah, yeah. So I have Millie, Pogba, Sterling. The Millie pick is just for that Huddersfield match, really. Um, yeah. Although, you know, I'd expect him to get two points in that in that Spurs game. Um, does Millie stay in my team? I don't know. Probably mm-hmm. not. He's got eight yellow cards. I don't think he'll get 10 before <laughs> before the game week. I guess it wouldn't matter because he's not going to get a red. in the. If he gets a red in the Huddersfield match, then then everything is gone. Catastrophic. Um, so that's the three. Millie is okay. the one that I don't love. If I, had, if I was doing a four in the middle, I would be happy to have Millie. I like him as a four. It feels like I'm putting all the pressure on him as a third as a third player in a three-man yeah. midfield. I am joining you in the Crystal Palace midfield. Apparently, I have a rule that if you play on Crystal Palace, you're in my free hit. Your first name must be James. <laughs> so James MacArthur joins, and that that is, again, a budget pick to help me get to my other three midfielders, which are Hazard, Sterling, and Pogba. So mm-hmm. a- across there, Hazard, MacArthur, Sterling, Pogba. Yeah, I feel pretty good. Well, do I feel pretty good? About, I feel good about that. I kind of wish that MacArthur were somebody else, but I genuinely can't afford anyone else. He's 4.8. Yeah. I have 0.1 in the bank. Uh, and yeah, that Huddersfield home match, you would expect Crystal Palace to see some goals there. It's actually good for me to to like to talk through this with you because it makes me realize how much I would have to sacrifice to bring in Hazard. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's everything basically. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, that's, it's interesting. Like I'm still considering, I don't, I, sometimes I do this in the podcast where I completely write somebody off and then I reveal my team a couple days later and I've got that player in the squad. So obviously things can change. You can change your mind. We all do it all the time as, as fantasy managers. But um, right now I, I feel like I'm just, I feel like that's, it's, it feels like a big sacrifice. I mean, basically, you know, I don't know. I mean, but, but but is Millie that good either? I mean, honestly, who knows, yeah. right? He's like a central midfielder who scores pens, you know? So uh, there was a question that I don't think we're going to get to about Zaha. And if Zaha is injured, does that make uh, Millie less of a compelling candidate? You know, like, do you, really, do you still want Millie if um, you don't have kind of your fastest player getting in the box and, and yeah. winning pens for you? You yeah. know, so that's something to consider, too. Yeah, I, I have a, a few concerns about James MacArthur, too. He's, his minutes have been getting limited the last three matches. He didn't even start in mm. game week 29. But three mm. assists in the last five, uh, and that's, that's some appeal there. Some appeal, yeah. But it seems sure. like we're, um, we're, 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 we're both solidly on Sterling and Pogba. I don't think either of those guys are going yep. anywhere for us. Um, all right, let's move into the forward line. I have Kane, Aguero, Jimenez. Will Jimenez stay? I don't know. Um, will Will he turn into Quainer? You know, to enable me to bring in Hazard or something? Maybe. You know, we'll see. It's uh, yeah. there's a lot to think about here, guys, and girls, <laughs> and Brandon, and every yes. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Uh, I, but right now, that's that's where I am. Aguero, Kane, Jimenez. I am on the Colin Quainer bandwagon. Um, mm-hmm. He is my my main. The last guy on the bench 
and mm-hmm. Aguero and Kane are my two star- starting strikers. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's what I. That's what I figured you were at. Um, yep. That makes sense. And, and to get and to get Quainer, you have to go into the app, right? You cannot buy him through the desktop site anymore. You have to go into the app and like sneak him in, right? Um, I actually bought him. Uh, I mean, I use the Safari browser, so maybe it's it's a loophole that I found through Safari. But yeah, oh, the, okay. The dude is on loan at Ipswich Town, so he really shouldn't shouldn't be up for grabs. But there yeah. he is, and I oh, was, I'm seeing I was him right now. I'm seeing him right now on Chrome too. Maybe it's like a UK thing. I don't. Know. I heard some people say like, oh, you had to go onto the app to pull him up. So. Um, yeah, and, and the appeal there is his price is four point three. I mean, maybe yeah. Firefox has a um, some sort of thing that you can link up where it 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 talks to the championship fantasy game, and then it's yeah, sort of a, maybe yeah, <laughs> it's it's a cross app loan move. <laughs> uh, and then uh, bench wise, I have um, I have a couple players in there that I just haven't dropped yet. That like I you know I don't think will stay in my team. I've got uh, Gaita. If if I'm gonna go with 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 cap raiders and I'm gonna I'm gonna end up dropping Gaeta, uh, I have Tom Kearney. Um, that's the I talked, talked about talked about him earlier. That feels like a safety valve pick where he's somebody that I would expect to get minutes over these two game weeks. If anything happened, any player got injured, probably gonna get four points out of him. You know, probably nothing more than that. Anything anything else would be a nice bonus. Uh, and then I've got Dale Stevens and Peltier as my other two two players. Yeah, the most expensive guy on my bench is four point four million. In goal, it's Hamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, much talked about all season. My first time with Ben Hamer in my squad. Very exciting times. Mm-hmm. First on the bench, a non-double game week game weaker, Pierre Emile Hoyleberg, one of your favorite players, Josh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they play away to away to Brighton, and then Peltier and uh, Quainar. So that yeah, like a really rotten bench, and I really don't want any of these guys to play. <laughs> no, uh, but I mean that's that's how you have to do it. I mean, you know, maybe yeah. one 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 kind of safe spot, and then and then two just like total randos, like the cheapest players you can get, yep. uh, just just to fill it out. I mean, it's it's a, that's the beauty of it. That's what makes it fun. It's, it's a it's a it's a fake wild card. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you get so to just this focus is on one this game. is our these are our bus teams. Uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, subject to change, but the armband yep. is where for you? Yeah. Matt Seward asked, uh, who our bus team captains are. Uh, my, I actually have to go look, let me, let me, let me check here. So my armband right now is on Raheem Sterling, uh, with Kane vice captain. Interesting. I have Sterling captained as well, but vice captain on Aguero. I'm just all in on city yeah. with, uh, Fulham and Cardiff fixtures to come. I may swap it to Aguero. I may swap it to Kane. Um, you know, Aguero is like one of those just, is he going to do it? Is he going to start both of them? You know, mm-hmm. like, I think he probably will. I, I mean, you could certainly start Jesus in the FA Cup semifinal, you know, against Brighton, right? Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. like, that would not be insanity from Pep to start Gabriel. I mean, Gabriel Jesus, a player, would start for like 18 out of 20 teams in the Premier League, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, what, these, what club would he not start for? Liverpool? Like outside of that, he'd start for all of them, right? I suspect so. Maybe, maybe, maybe Manchester maybe United. Maybe. Um, but if if these uh, fixtures were flopped, like if they weren't playing at home in the second fixture, then I would be worried about Aguero. But I just feel like Cardiff home, it's a home fixture at the Etihad. Aguero's always yeah. really does the business at home. That's where he plays. Yeah. God, that almost makes me feel like you got a Captain Aguero. 
you know, like the way we're talking about. I'm doing it, Brandon, in real time. Wow. I'm swapping my captain. Wow. You're you're yeah. really ready to, for that bus to come out of nowhere and knock you sideways. Yeah. I mean, okay, there's like this whole like a goal is worth five for a midfielder versus four for a forward, like which some people mm-hmm. trot out sometimes. I mean, I don't really understand that argument because if a player is way more likely to score a goal than the other player, like <laughs> doesn't that doesn't that cancel out the one point thing? I don't know. Like that's that's sort of how I feel. I mean, I, okay, I guess you might get a clean sheet bonus from them as well. But well, I mean, re- um, it's 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 recency bias. But how way more likely was Aguero to score than Raheem Sterling in game week thirty in game week thirty when Sterling got his hat trick and Aguero yeah. walked away with what one assist? One assist. No, that's that's true. That's true. I mean, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, which which yeah. goes to show, as we were talking about before we started recording, you know, the, this is not within our control. Right. We, we cannot we cannot definitively predict who are going to <laughs> score these happen? goals in gaming. Well, 32. that is that is that is one reason to think about Kane, I think, uh, just because, you know, that he starts both those <laughs> matches, right? There's yes. no way he's not starting away to Liverpool. There's no way he's not going to start at home to Crystal, to, to Crystal Palace in the first home match at their new stadium, right? Yeah. So you you just you know you're getting minutes out of him. It would be I would be stunned if he didn't get one goal in those two matches, right? Yeah. Right. No, I, I would too. Yeah. I would too. Yeah. And just given that you know, when a forward scores, they tend to get bonus points, right? Because you know just the way the bonus point system works, the forward is you know heavily rewarded for any goal they score. So, you know, you're probably looking at, let's assume he gets one goal. Let's assume he plays both matches. You're looking at 10, 11 points, um, maybe more, you know. Um, let's say he gets 12 points. If I just told you right now that Harry Kane was going to get 12 points in game week 32 and you didn't mm-hmm. know what anyone else was going to score, would that be enough for you to captain Harry Kane? Wow, I feel like it's deal no deal right now. Um yeah. And I often ask myself watching these game shows where it's like, do you take do you take the money that you have and sure. and leave behind the Bird opportunity the for the million versus, dollars? Yeah. Um, sure. I guess I'll take it. I'll take it. Me too. I can't believe you even hesitated. If you told me right now that Kane <laughs> was going to get twelve, po- if you told me that Kane was going to get twelve points over the double game week, I would shake your hand immediately and say, yes, I will take it. Uh-huh. Twelve points from a captain, even a double game week, is fantastic. A guaranteed twelve points. It's huge. So, uh, I mean, obviously we don't know, we don't know no, what he's going to do. You imagine then the worst case is there. Now we're really like down the rabbit hole here. Um, sure. But the worst case is like Aguero gets a, scores two goals over the double game week or Sterling co- scores two. And then that's not yeah. even worse. That's, but there's a good chance Kane scores two goals over the double. I mean, you know, he's the best pure striker in the Premier League, uh, you know, neck and neck with, with Aguero anyway. Um, I'm still not know, ready to move yeah. the armband to Kane. No, I'm not either, but I, I think there's a strong case for it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think Aguero probably scores at least one goal as well. The same argument that I just made for King could apply to Aguero too. Um, I think it's just the, it's that first home match, the, the the Cardiff one, or excuse me, the Crystal Palace one, that just really intrigues me. I just mm-hmm. I, I, couldn't you see that being like a five nil game? You know, just this like huge match, like just yep. like huge relief for everybody. Like finally gets a chance to. The movement in the new stadium, everyone will be like totally amped up. Um, you know, Palace will, you know, don't have a super deep squad. They'll be playing their second game in the game week. Um, it just seems like a chance where, you know, the team could really run rampant. It actually makes me 
want to consider someone like Erickson or Alley just a little bit. I, I kind of dismissed them earlier, but I, um, I'm going to think about it now a little bit. I mean, the only issue then is that you, then you then you have two Spurs players away to Liverpool, and like it wouldn't shock me if Kane did something in that match. Like maybe someone gets tripped in the box and Kane scores a pen, or just you know whatever. I mean, Kane often finds a way to score, like in a corner kick or something. But um, but do I yeah do I think Kane and Erickson or Kane and Ali are going to score in that match? I don't. Yeah. So, I mean, the the big the other thing to follow for, for Kane will be the Montenegro match, which happens tomorrow on Monday. Mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. now as we're recording that Hazard is starting in today's Belgium match against mm-hmm. Cyprus. So we'll mm-hmm. see how many minutes he gets. But yeah, check this space. Check uh, our Twitter feed for information on star players and players who get minutes during these European qualifiers or other international friendlies and qualifiers. We'll try and keep you posted. Perfect. All right, Brandon, that's the pod. This is this has been a lot of Game Week 32 content. This is like two and a half hours now across these two pods of Game Week 32 content. Uh, good luck. To, and actually, we're going to do another Patreon pod in a couple of days. So it's like three full hours on one Game Week. Uh, so good luck to everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, we'll keep you updated on our free hit chip squads throughout the week on social media as well. Uh, let's do some producer thank yous, Brandon. Absolutely. Big thanks to our producers, Mike DiPietro, Stephen Toomey, Sam Streak, Carl Rasmus, Lini Granley, Chris Howell, Rafi Khan, Martin Savage, DeBig Gaffer, Danny Evans, Babas Kuhn, Tor Ferdland, The Great Husbini, Rick Brailsford, Jim Payne, Adam Benjamin, Max Chamberlain, Brian T. Trevor Ingerson, Chris Carter, Ben Grant, James Holland, Matt Ritter, and Oyvind Anderson. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, Wherever it is you get fine podcasts and wherever you subscribe, feel free to give us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. And Josh, you mentioned those social media channels where we're going to be keeping everyone updated on our free hit squads. Where are those channels now? <laughs> those channels are uh, there's a site Remind called twitter.com. It's oh, okay. uh it's a fairly new site, probably never heard of it. Uh we're at Hail Cheaters there, H-A-I-L Cheaters. Uh Instagram, we're also at Hail Cheaters. And remember, if you're on Instagram, uh, make sure to follow us on Hail Cheaters. Uh, we post lots of different content there. I think we've got a, uh, a, a little uh, meetup happening at the Black Horse this weekend too, don't we, Brandon? I feel like that's on the yeah. I think the uh, table. Yeah. one of our Patreon supporters, AJ, is going to be there, and that's and right. anyone else who's in the neighborhood is welcome to join. We'll we'll um, we'll get some details out there about that soon. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm meeting Peter Blake this week too, which I'm looking forward to. Then uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash always cheating. I uh, emails hail cheaters at gmail.com. And then you can visit the website to find this, to find basically everything we just talked about. Um, always cheating.com. Excellent. Happy tinkering. Anyone on a free hit. And if you're not on a free hit, you can tinker too. That's fine. Tinker away. Tinker away. Tinker even more. Yeah. (laughs) I love that kind of high stress, point burning tinkering just as much as anybody. Uh, All right, Brandon. Well, well, good luck to you this game week. And uh, hey, by the way, go Michigan State Spartans. What a great two wins. One win was great. One win was was kind of hair raising. But anyway, they're into the Sweet 16, playing LSU on Friday. Don't forget to root for our Spartans, people. All right. Poku forever. Good luck, Josh. See ya. Hail, Hail cheaters. See ya.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.